0: Hello, everybody. It is Mark and vroom, vroom, vroom. This is the Grease and Glamour podcast coming to you live from the Universal Imports studios here in Rochester, New York at Universal Imports of Rochester. Visit Universal Imports of Rochester for all your fine automotive needs uh, from sales, service, um, and everything in between. How are you guys doing today? Spectacular. good. Good, So. This episode, uh, we've been teasing it on Facebook all week. We actually went as a group to see the movie Ford versus Ferrari, and we thought is we is this thought- the
1: soundtrack for that movie that we're still listening to?
0: <laughs> I like to let it ring out. It's nice. Now, yeah, it's the same on the end. Nice fade. Uh, it takes a while. There we go. I gotta get a shorter version of it for you. <laughs> so, um, Ford versus Ferrari. Great movie. I'm gonna tell you right off the bat. If you haven't seen the movie yet, or you're and uh, you're planning on seeing it,
1: well, let's just wait till we have the conversation because you're just you're just making a general statement.
0: No, I'm gonna say if you haven't seen the movie yet, or or if you oh, are planning on seeing it, not, then uh, don't listen to this it, podcast. Oh, spoiler
1: alert! Where's the button for spoiler yeah.
0: alert? Where's the sound? <laughs> for? Uh, let's see. Yeah, um, mm-hmm, <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> nope. Nope. All right. That's all right. It was at least a second. It was good. I just I just figured we got
1: this thing. Like, we should be using it. Yeah. Oh, here. We'll use this as spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler Ooh, alert. Sparkles. It, sprinkles.
2: Oh, sprinkles. That's what it was.
1: Sparkles. <laughs> Even the Mark sprinkles. knew it was sprinkles. Close enough. The sprinkles <laughs> is the spoiler alert
0: for anything that we do. This is going to be a great podcast. We're going to break down this movie, and we're going to break down the actual true story, the true events for the movie, but... If you're going to see the movie, then don't listen to this podcast until after you see the movie. If you don't care and you just want to know about the kind of Cliff Notes version of the movie, then listen to this podcast. We'll get it done in less than an hour versus a movie which is uh, running about two hours. So Uh, it was
2: like two and a half.
1: Yeah, it's
0: almost three. It was like three and a half with (laughs) trailers. Oh, my gosh. Okay, were you just sitting
1: there going, enough of the trailers? It is
0: getting nuts. It is getting... Totally crazy when it comes to trailers. And I feel
2: like the movies are getting worse and worse. Like it's like, nope, no, nope.
1: I, I just sat there, and just kept going. Yeah, that's never happening. No, nope. I think out of the twelve that we saw, there was probably one. I agree. Kingsman, the Kings, the King's Men. the King's Man, and the King's Man. How it started. I was like, yeah. See, I would, I would definitely see that. But yeah. all the others are, they're just regurgitations of other, yeah. other movies. And I don't know what when I looked over it aired, and I said. Oh, this is uh, Lord of the Rings in space or something. I mean, oh, and the, it.
2: the Adam Sandler as a serious oh, role.
1: Yeah. What? what? Come okay. On. What was that? Okay. So we're going to talk what's a little bit about, about casting in this movie <laughs> and who I like and who I'm not so fond of. But that I'm just stick with going. what you're good at, right?
0: I mean, mm-hmm. Adam, come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think though he's flopped a few in the past he comedy, has. so he's like, ooh, trying new things. I got to reinvent yeah. myself because I got bills to pay.
0: <laughs> so I got to tell you, you know for being in this business, as long as we have, we've tried every kind of, uh, marketing, uh, idea, you know, obviously TV, radio, the, the, the sort of the general ones, but a while, a long time ago, I was roped into doing the advertising at the beginning of a movie. So there's a company that comes around, they sell you ad space at the beginning of a movie in the movie theater. And when at the advent of, um, The lounge chairs coming into the movie theaters, I thought for a moment, geez, that might not be a bad idea. People have to reserve their seats. Um, Actually, let me back up. Before the the lounge chairs, people couldn't reserve their seats, so they actually went to the movies early to make sure they got a good seat. Mm -hmm. So these commercials were supposed to air while people are sitting there waiting for the movie to start or, in, in most cases, the trailers to start. it was pretty expensive, but you did get to get on a big screen and you also were in front of an audience that kind of was forced to watch you because there's really nothing else to do when you're sitting there.
1: Called captive audience marketing.
0: Yep. So I thought, you know, maybe this is a good idea. (laughs) Well, the thing is, this is they play these local commercials. Like there's one person in the theater at that point when that commercial plays, um, all the national ads, the Coca-Colas, uh, all of those, those play, of course, like right before the movie hits. Um, so, you know, I learned pretty quickly that that wasn't the, the best place out. to advertise. It didn't quite work out. So no. Well. So my shot at the silver screen. That was your <laughs> it ended shot. ended really fast. You know what? I can see I actually saw you there. I,
1: I don't know. Remember what movie I was watching. But I was waiting for it to start. Yeah. And I was there like an hour early, so I saw oh, I think and, I was that guy.
0: And then, honestly, now, you, now that is completely out the window, in my opinion, because with the lounge seats, you reserve your seats ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You can show up to the movie the moment it starts because you have a reserved seat.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, honestly, if we would have known that there was going to be the 12 trailers... We could have got there an hour later, and we'd still been just fine. This is it. That was unbelievable. You can
0: 100% at this point bank a half an hour. If the movie starts at 6 and you don't want to see the trailers, if you're there at 6.30, you're fine. It's nuts. You're finished with your popcorn. You're finished with your Raisinets, and you're halfway through your drink before the movie even starts. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, yeah. you got to go to the bathroom (laughs) if you're old like me, and you're like, oh, man, here we go. Half an hour in, I, I missed the front of the movie. I didn't, but I'm just saying yeah, it's horrible. Like, uh, I don't know. And, and now if I really want to see a trailer, I use this thing called YouTube. Yeah. Right. Right. I, and I know they're just trying to promote and they're trying to, you know, movie, I was just reading an article, you know, uh, movie attendance is down, you know, they're, they're trying to find new ways. Cause let's think about it so I can get my slippers and jammies on and I can put it on my TV and I don't have to go out and I can have food brought in. Yeah, People are going, ah, you know what, I enjoy the, the
0: surround sound and the loud... Button. I mean, definitely the landscape's cha- changing. They're trying to figure out ways yeah. to get people back into theaters or... <clears throat> well, if they realize they can't get people in the theaters, how do we get them to watch it at home and pay 10 bucks well, for it well, right I mean, out Now, the now it
2: doesn't take like before, I mean, years ago you had to wait months and months for these movies to come out. And now you don't have to wait that long. So True. you can wait, right. You know, a couple months. Well, if,
1: if they're trying to find a way to, to keep me in the movie theater, showing me 12 previews isn't going to be the way no. to do it. Cause <laughs> now I'm thinking to myself, next time we have this idea to go see a movie, I'm going to say, uh, no, uh, let's wait till it comes out on uh, Netflix yeah. then, because because honestly that was just painful.
0: So the other thing that I have a pet peeve about, and, and obviously we're cert- <laughs> like always sliding down another road here. We're not. We're, we will get to the movie. We will get to the. I story. think this is
1: important. I think people are listening right now. Go I am. On. They're so right. Absolutely. I am okay.
0: so frustrated with the amount of money we have to pay for goods and the garbage that we get for it. And for example, and these are little things in my. My family hates me for it, but if we go on the rare occasion to a McDonald's or a Wendy's or something, I will ask for fresh fries. There's nothing worse than getting fries that have been sitting in that thing for, Mm -hmm. you know, even 10 minutes. They don't taste good. So I'll always ask for fresh fries. I go to the movie theater last night, and the popcorn in this, they have this huge machine, and there's tons of popcorn that they've already pre-made in this thing. So I, I order a popcorn. It's like, you know, $15 for a large popcorn or something ridiculous like this. If I'm paying 15 bucks for popcorn, it's got to be really good popcorn. He starts shoveling from the bottom. It's all these like little kernels. Oh, no. So I'm like, hey, man, do you mind like uh, scooping from the top? And, you know, my kids are rolling their eyes. Like, oh, jeez. I'm sorry, but if I'm paying that much money for popcorn, at least give me whole kernels of popcorn, please.
1: (laughs) And I don't know, man, $5.50 for some peanut M&Ms. I'm like, I couldn't even eat them all. But, I mean, it wasn't like a 1,000 of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, listen, I'm glad we went. It's nice to have an experience every now and then, but I can only tell you I went, yeah, that's why I don't like going. I mean, really, that's (laughs) what made me think of it. It's like, yeah,
0: I'm good. It's expensive. And now they also get you going when uh, you have to reserve the seats. Most people reserve them online, and then you have to pay a surcharge online for the tickets. So now you're easily paying $13, $14 a ticket.
1: Now, I'm not yeah. going to say what theater we went to, but mm-hmm. those reclining seats were not comfortable oh, at those all. Were not. Those were like – I they, they felt like I was in a elementary school chair or something <laughs> for three hours. I was like, oh, my, my leg literally – I'm like twisting it going, oh, no, I'm getting some type of weird cramp. Like, I, I'm going to scream in a minute, you know, like a 12-year-old schoolgirl because this hurt. I'm like, what is the matter with the seat? Because when I go to the other theater and I sit in those, I instantly fall asleep. I mean, it's like, oh, this is crap. I'm just those picturing not... Jamie screaming like a 12-year-old schoolgirl. <laughs> I know it's hard for you to imagine, <laughs> but it actually does happen when I get those cramps or anything. But it was... I just didn't think they were, I mean, did you think they were comfortable?
2: It's like they didn't recline all the way up. It's like they They were were, halfway. They
1: reclined weird. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Yeah, no. So we're not going to mention the name of these theaters because, you know, but
0: I'm just saying not all theaters are created equal. Mm -hmm. True. True that. So we went to see Ford versus Ferrari. I had this aha moment uh, about a week ago where I'm like, you know, we're always thinking about new uh topics to bring to the podcast we have some really great ones coming up i'm so super excited for some of the guests that we have coming but But i don't really want to make any announcements just yet i want to make sure it all comes through but if it does it's going to put us into a whole new playing field i think anyway um ford versus ferrari this is a great story that a lot of people don't know because if you're not into auto racing especially circa 1960s you may not know this story but so many origins of things that we all know about cars and the names associated with certain cars all sort of happen around this story so there's some really great characters in the story all true the the movie it seems based on what i've researched and based on what i knew going into this seems pretty true although i think they've embellished a couple parts of it obviously to make it more cinematic mm-hmm. um but this is basically a movie that centers around a relationship between Enzo Ferrari and Henry Ford II and a the second dis- and <laughs> Or the lack of. Or the lack of. Hence and, versus And I'm yep. gonna and before we go any further, I'm gonna say again, spoiler alert, we're gonna talk about the movie. We're gonna talk about what happens in the movie. So if you are going to see it and you don't wanna know it, pause this. Pause this, come back to it after the movie. It'll probably be more enjoyable because you'll have your own thoughts that um you can say out loud to yourself in your car as you're listening to us <laughs> but it's a it's a story about the the deal that Enzo Ferrari and Henry Ford II were in the works of making to for Ford to purchase Ferrari and the deal went south and Henry Ford II also known as the Deuce he uh Was very frustrated, very upset, and he made it pretty much his life's mission to beat Ferrari at the 24-hour of Le Mans race in France. Which, if you don't know, it's 24
1: hours. (laughs) It's 24 hours. 24 hours, and it's not always the same driver.
0: No, it's like they rotate, like, I think every, it might be four hours or something like that. There's
1: always a main driver. Right. Which I didn't realize. Team leader. I I thought... When you're saying
0: it, you know, t- 24 hours, a like... 24
1: like, hours of driving? Wow. Oh Listen,
0: I'm, I'm done after three. It's <laughs> not just driving either. It's driving at speeds. Probably the, the lowest speed you're going is 120. The highest you're going is in 200, 210. At nighttime with no lights. Yeah. Rain. I mean, maybe they do it now. Right. But back then... And we're not talking about I, a car with heated seats and a heated steering wheel here, you know, and it's raining most of the time. It's... Uh,
1: I mean, they're having to go out and literally show signs of what they wanted. I'm thinking, why aren't they on there? Oh, yeah. This is like (laughs) 1960s. They can't can't text text them. (laughs) They can't text them and say, hey,
0: Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Go down below 6,000 RPMs. Yeah, they're like writing things on chalkboards and holding them out there. And um, And their
1: safety gear was horrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: well, you know, one thing to paint the picture is – this was an era of racing, and I'm not saying that racing isn't unsafe still today, but there's so much more built into the safety of these vehicles. But this was in a time where dying on the track was a strong possibility. Like There was a very good possibility yep. that you were going to die in one of these races, that it was only a matter of time that your number was going to come up and you were going to be dead and it happened to a lot of a lot oh, yeah. of drivers.
1: I remember growing up hearing it all the time on the news.
0: Yeah, it, it it's it was commonplace back then, and people still get hurt, and people still do die auto racing today, but not to the extent that they did then. They didn't have the technology we have now. Um, so this, so when you know that going into it, this was a a war. This was a war that that Ford and Ferrari were fighting and what's it's fascinating on two levels the the first level is this feud between two car companies and i should point out that ford was a giant then right still is ferrari was not what ford would spend on one marketing campaign was about what the whole company of ferrari was worth they they would build let me see if see if i say this right Ferrari would build it, in the time it took Ford to build a thousand cars, is took the time more. it took Ferrari to build one car.
2: Well, because they didn't have the assembly line, it was each individual person. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 You I mean, had, I mean, that was the thing, thing they were saying yeah. that,
0: you know, this person does
1: the engine. Yep. Yeah. All the engine. And this person right. does all the electrical. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and by the way, there are still vehicles uh, made today, very expensive ones that are handmade some Bentleys, some Mercedes, my box. I mean, some of these vehicles are still handmade and hence why they are brand new, you know, 500,000 and above in price. But interestingly, this deal that was going to go on between Ford and Ferrari was worth about $18 million. So $18 million was the number that Ford was going to buy Ferrari for. 2019, the Ferrari that, was winning Le Mans every year was the Ferrari 250, which, funny enough, is valued right now at $18 million just for the car, just for one car. At that time, they could buy the whole company for that much. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, I thought that was interesting
1: because I didn't really understand that, Mm -hmm. but I also didn't realize, and I don't know if we're going too far too fast, that when that deal did not work, Who was the deal with? Was it uh, Fiat? Fiat, but I,
2: but it was, it was that it was never going to happen. It was only where Fiat was just trying to, or I'm sorry, Ferrari was just trying to get a little bit more. Get a little more. Yeah,
0: right. Well, one thing, you know, one thing Jamie brought up is that the in the movie, the way Enzo Ferrari reacts to the deal seems a little bit embellished. I mean, it's possible it could happen. I mean, they are. You know, he could have been an Italian hothead, for all yeah. we know. Or I just thought it was great cool cool that Lee Yeah.
1: I mean, it was it was great to get the backstory on what, you know, how in he was and what he was doing. And really, it was Lee Iacocca's idea to get Ferrari. That was it. And it, the whole marketing, and it was about a marketing plan that said, hey.
0: Lee Iacocca is, uh, is in the movie, painted as a genius. Uh, and I think that in the automotive world he is still revered as one of the titans of Mm -hmm. because he was thinking differently
1: i mean his whole point was hey listen we have to we have to think like ferrari and you know Mm -hmm. and ford was like no no we don't look at what there's no let's see it's all about racing and people i mean that's that's what people were into people at that time they wanted to be associated with these you know this racing thing and Mm -hmm. and not ugly cars that they were building which they talk about in there like hey we got to have something to compete right so i thought it was genius to to even think about getting ferrari but then also not only to then at the end say "Hmm, i think we'll just do one better well we won't do that and we'll just beat them Mm -hmm.
0: it you know for uh the way ford looked at it uh was that and this is another interesting thing there's a lot of layers to this story and hence to the movie, and that is that if you look at the two companies, which were very different, Ferrari was all about racing. All Zenzo Ferrari cared about was building the ultimate sports car, building the ultimate race car, I should say. They built sport cars to fund their love for building race cars. So they needed to build sports cars and sell them to the public in order to fund their passion for racing and their and the the R and D for becoming the better, c- continually being the better race car. Ford, on the other hand, they were all about selling commercial v. They wanted to sell passenger cars. As, soon they, as somebody got old enough
1: to drive, went, they wanted to sell them a car.
0: Yeah, so so it's a they they were the they were coming at this completely opposite ways. Ford wanted to race to market their passenger cars and Ferrari wanted to build passenger cars to fund their racing. It was very opposite, opposite. reasons. Um, you know, and Henry Ford II in this movie is really scary. <laughs> I mean, I would have been petrified to work for this man. He seemed...
1: Yeah, I think the depiction of him was, again, like what I thought, he, you know, Probably a little over the top. I mean, I'm sure it's probably pretty, pretty close. But at some moments there was just a little bit of the over the top thing. And I was just like. "There
2: was just like the, him yelling at the factory workers. I mean, that was like, you know, for for production purposes. Or
1: (laughs) when he's talking to uh, Matt Damon's character, he he won't let him sit across from him. makes him sit and he looks straight out and he has to talk to him sideways. I mean, it's like. Right. Oh, yeah. that's, uh, Maybe that's a true depiction. Maybe that's what it was. I was just kind of like, uh,
0: I don't know. I think he did have a, a reputation for being kind of like that. Uh, like a really to the point, very sort of stern uh, thing. But what fueled him the most, at least in the movie, whether this was said in act- in the actual true story, but Enzo Ferrari said, you're not Henry Ford. You're Henry Ford the second. Don't forget uh, and he said that. some other choice things yeah. about him yeah. and his
1: workers and their mothers, by the way. <laughs> um, again, real or not, it's my issue. One of the issues with me in, in movies like this is, is it real? Or is it over the top? Just almost type character, you know, character building. So they're trying to create these over the top uh, caricatures of these, of, of these people. So, yeah, uh, you know, listen, for me, I think I probably would have been more entertained truly with just the actual documentary on how what it was.
0: Yeah, so Mm -hmm. there's a part of this story that was not told in the movie, but it's important to note, and kind of how this sort of built up. Back before this, so even, I think maybe even going into the 40s or into the 50s, the three American car companies, GM, Chrysler, and Ford, all had made a pact not to build race cars. They had all made that decision unanimously that we were not going to build race cars. I don't know why they made that pact, but that pact was there. GM created the Corvette, and Ford started to feel like, wait a minute, they're kind of going against the the pact because they're the pact that we've created. So Ford realized that GM having the Corvette on the racetrack was selling lots of passenger cars for GM. So they realized that the way to get to the people's hearts was through the racetrack. They discovered then when they looked deeper into it, that whoever won on the racetrack, whether it was Aston Martin or, or Fiat or Ferrari or whoever, that was the car that everybody wanted. So that was their first taste into wanting to get into racing. That is how it came to be that Ford then wanted to go to Ferrari and say, we don't really know how to build a race car. We know how to build a good passenger car. We don't know how to build a good race car. So instead of trying to build a good race car, why don't we just buy a good race car? And so therefore that's why they tried to buy Ferrari. When that fell apart, that's when this war culminated between the two companies. <clears throat> then you enter in a famous race car driver from previous years, Carol Shelby, who went on. Played by to to Matt Damon. Right. Mm-hmm. Played by Matt Damon. I say he played a I think Matt Damon did a great job.
2: He did a good job. I, I agree. Jamie? <laughs>
0: Jamie. <laughs> Listen.
2: We know you're not too fond of I'm
0: just Matt not too Damon. fond.
1: I just don't I just don't believe him in a lot of roles, so I gotta say this though. I thought probably out of all the roles I've seen him in, I think this one suited him probably the best. I think I think I believed I believed his character more I could get past the Matt
0: Damon thing and go oh that's you know you, Shelby
1: so. you know
0: if you watch footage of Carol Shelby and you look at how Matt portrayed him, you would pretty close yeah, good job. They made him look younger than I think he was actually at that time. Well, I th- I, well, they did it with both, even yeah. him and um, Christian Bale as Ken Miles. Yeah,
1: yeah, because Ken Miles was actually older when he actually won. that. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, um, so anyway, so Carroll Shelby, mm-hmm. he after racing started to build cars, and this is where we get the the Shelby Cobra. The Shelby Cobra became part of Ford because Ford was lending Carroll Shelby all these spare parts from their factory to build these cars. So he had somewhat of an allegiance to Ford already for these parts that he was using to build his sports cars. We, in fact, just had a original Shelby Cobra here in our shop which was pretty cool to look at especially going to see this movie and knowing we had a real seen one drive up a a real one one. that before (laughs) you know have a real one in our shop versus uh seeing one on the screen was pretty neat and and it was the car that carol shelby was actually driving in that movie which was really neat um so anyway you know uh ford Went to Carroll Shelby and said, "I think that we need you to help us build a race car since this thing with Ferrari went south, and now it was Henry Ford II's mission to beat Ferrari on the twenty-four of Le Mans track because that seemed to be the race of the day to to win." Yeah, I think it was. They really considered it the premier race mm-hmm. of you know of the time.
1: I certainly remember hearing about it. I certainly remember seeing it. Back yeah. Then. I don't. I'm I was born in the early 70s. You're a little younger. <laughs> I don't either. You but. missed that. That was a child, a very small child. But uh, I do definitely remember Le Mans.
0: Uh, yeah, it, and it's still going today. In fact, interestingly enough, the do, do either one of you know which car has the most wins at the 24 hours of Le Mans race?
1: Yeah. I'm going to say Audi.
0: Oh, you're so close. I was just about to hit the cricket sign. <laughs> I'm too slow with the, uh It's not Audi, but Audi is one of the top ones. First, it's Porsche. I was going to say that. And then it's Audi. Hmm. And then it's Ferrari. And after the events of this movie and the next couple years where Ford... 1 no american car company has won it since
1: and they won it four straight years right that was the that was yep. the thing and then then everybody you know really caught up to him i think that was the that was the, there's you know listen I, I think it was a pretty good movie like i like i said to you guys like it's certainly not the worst movie i think i've ever seen i've seen some pretty bad ones and that was not it um interesting You know, just just definitely some interesting moments in there. Um, You know, Christian Bale. I don't know what did you guys think.
2: I I like Christian Bale as an actor. He every role he plays, I feel like he does justice.
0: Well, I think we're going to dive into the actors in the movie in a minute. We're going to just take a quick break for some ads, and then we'll be right back.
1: Mold Tool is the official sponsor of the Grease and Glamour Podcast. Established in 1853, Moldtool has grown to become a recognized leader in lubricant technology. Racing teams around the world have trusted Mold Tool to deliver the endurance and performance needed to compete at the highest level. Even if you're not racing on the track, Moldtool's full range of synthetic lubricants will protect your engine against wear and tear of your daily commute. Stop by Universal Imports to purchase Mold Tools line of products today.
2: Are you looking Well, serve? I've been
1: doing business with Mark and my friends at Universal
2: for over 20 years. Great vehicles, fantastic service, and they're always there when I need them. Mark makes the process absolutely seamless. He asks us what we would like in a car, and the next thing you know, he's calling you back and saying, I have found the vehicle you are looking for.
0: We want you to be Universal Imports' next satisfied customer. Visit us at UniversalImports.com.
1: Car repairs can get expensive. That's why Universal Imports has got you covered with their exclusive Car Care Club. For an annual investment of just $49, you can save hundreds with a free New York State inspection, $10 off oil changes, 10% off labor, $50 off alignments, and so much more. Visit UniversalImports.com or visit 834 Linden Avenue right off 441.
0: Let my family take care of your family's automobiles. Visit UniversalImports.com to join our Car Care Club today.
2: Marsha, Marsha,
0: Marsha. That's, that's what I think about every time I hear commercials where they go, Mark, you know, Mark, Mark, Mark. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was wondering. We, we heard a few of them in there. <laughs>
0: Marcia, I hope everybody's Marcia, still there. <laughs> so my sister goes, Mark, Mark, Mark. I said, remember the Brady Bunch? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> Everything was all about Marsha. <laughs> Where's
1: the Mark, Mark, Mark button? <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, so getting back to the the acting the action the the film the film itself so i'm going to tell you right now that um i think this is going to win i'm going to predict it right now it's going to win a lot of oscars it's going to win best supporting actor i think for christian bale Mm -hmm. and i think it's going to win best actor for matt damon and i think it's going to win best picture
1: I'm it's not there those, I mean- I'm, I'm not there it's kind of a it's kind of an art film but it's not
0: um, well the the part where I really think it's art and I it, the ambiance I was talking to Jamie about this earlier it looked really good on the screen but there's a point where Ken miles which is Christian Bales character uh, is working on the cars in the hangar with like all the lights off and just like this like oh, little yeah. mood lighting oh, oh. from the radio <laughs> yeah. or something
1: in watching this plane go by and then i'm like oh so he's getting inspiration he's going to figure out a design from that there was nothing to that there's, in the movie no but, <laughs> it was just left as a, uh, here's a plane I'm just, like, this random plane that i'm going to watch go by i think there's too many problems like that in the who movie
0: who is working who's yeah. working on the car in the yeah. dark i mean exactly. nobody does <laughs> i think that. there's
1: just way too many of that for that to be an oscar nominee movie only because there's just like Listen, there, there's a scene in there where he, his wife, all of a sudden becomes the race car driver, and she's driving the, you know, the family station wagon like, you know, like Hades through, you know, duh. and it really had no point in the
0: movie. I would say yeah. you, I would agree with you on that one. That that there's, part was unnerving and yeah. didn't need to be there. It yeah. didn't, you know. And, and I like Christian Bale. I I like him
1: and everything. And this one, you know, again, is it him or is it the director or, or the the vision of this thing? But there were many moments where his accent, and I know he's British, it was yeah. it was so Cockney that it was hard to actually understand. It was it sounded m- muffled at times, I, I or gotta, could have been that theater. Good, I don't know. I
0: can do a good Cockney accent. Let's not let's let's spare our. I'm audience. doing it anyway. The water in Gibraltar don't taste like water. <laughs> <laughs> The rain in Spain is I am mainly apologizing in to, pain pain to any of our in listeners
1: from across the pond
0: <laughs> well, I'm not making fun. that's just my impression that's of and that's why all. I'm apologizing I'm really apologizing for you
1: <laughs> since you
0: won't actually apologize yourself I'm sorry it was my attempt at humor
2: but usually usually those like kind of weird art movies like are always nominated and always win, so I don't know if this one would. I well, it would probably be nominated. I don't know if they'd yeah, win. This
1: is all about opinion. And for me, from a film television and film background, I look at that and go, Would I vote for that ever? And I no. Now it doesn't say it's a it's a bad movie. I just look at it and go, shallow at some points, a little over the top. You didn't really get some tre- Some of the areas that I wish they would have got into more, um, they just didn't, you know. It, and it was also too long. It was just way too long. It was because again, too. There's only so much you can show, you know, um, in, in in a race movie, other than the outside of the car, somebody in in the driver's seat, pedals moving, hands shifting, and then you just see that yeah, for so you get many that hours. On every
0: you get that on every race car movie. You go into a race car movie knowing you're seeing you're going to see a lot of feet hitting pedals and and shifting see, and that kind of thing. You know, and,
1: and I look at that and say, listen, be creative and, and let's find other stories within the story to tell, so that way we're not visually stunted
0: is what i kept so i kept going to this is water world a couple things that were were hitting home for me i guess and maybe one of the reasons i liked it so much is when my uncle came here from germany um he uh was a porsche technician a very good porsche technician very highly revered and he reminded me so much of that christian bale character he was kind of a he wasn't super easy to get along with. He didn't he wasn't he didn't have any he lacked the social skills, if you will. Um but he was this like genius mechanic who um you know, you knew that there was a wiring in in this guy that was special. So mm-hmm. speaking of Ken Miles and then how Christian Bale portrayed him. Yeah, I think listen, I
1: I think too, and I said this to somebody else in the shop. I think that if you really love cars and racing and things like that this is probably a great movie for you Mm -hmm. i really do i think if you're just somebody who kind of likes cars and likes good stories and stuff mm, you might want to wait for it to come out because it's it's not going to oh to me it didn't just not going to overpower me and go oh my
0: gosh i i i want to see that again see and i felt opposite to you this is now this is feeling like siskel and ebert but well, that's exactly what it is because
1: because listen movies are subjective and everybody right. has they their are. own yeah. their own taste that i'm looking at it through a much different lens than 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 you are i really spent a lot of time watching it last night more for the the film itself saying okay how, how did they create this story what are they cutting what are they yeah so you so acting? you were
0: i was focusing more on the story and not not worrying so much about how the cinematography was and more about did they capture the story the way it truly unfolds, which by the way, and one thing that uh, if you've already, if you're listening to this podcast and you're already have seen the movie, you should then go back and watch a movie that was directed by Adam Carolla, who's one of my, you know, one of the people I uh, highly regard as the best podcaster and, uh, in this industry but um he directed a movie called twenty four the twenty four hour war right and it really highlights it's a documentary so it really gives you all the all the things you kind of need to know going into this movie so when you when you watch that and then you go into this movie it's kind of like I equate it to you know reading the book <laughs> mm-hmm. reading a Stephen king book and then going and seeing the movie and comparing the two well, and it there's very based few off that, of a book well it's based off of a true well, story it's based off a true story but there
2: but it, there was a, a book that was right written about i know it which, i know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what i found really interesting and maybe you can talk about this because i had no idea the the brakes
0: i loved that i didn't it's so ingenious and i didn't uh know about that when until we saw the movie mm-hmm. but i know that if we ride brakes hard here, when we're testing cars and doing sort of things, brakes get hot very quick. Obviously, brakes stop by friction, so they get very, very hot very, very quick. Now, on a race car, obviously, especially when... So the the major thing about a 24-hour race, and there are some other races that are 12 hours, and there are even like six-hour races at Watkins Glen and those sort of things, but those 24-hour races, it's it's equal parts the driver's ability... And the car's ability to hold up for twenty four hours, and not just speed, <clears throat> and not just speed, right? Because a lot of the movie focuses on how high you can get those RPMs up without blowing it, and it's a it's you know it's a real like a cat and mouse thing of how to how to keep it.
2: Yeah, because the Ferrari that one. It went up to like eight or nine, and that's when it. Blew and that's out of when the race. it blew.
0: And then, yeah. as soon as it blows, you're done. Mm-hmm. The, the The car's the, the the race is done for you. So, a lot of it has to do with balancing where to have where to have the RPMs and when, how to let the car cool down, and then the brakes. If you're using the brakes too much, those brakes will like glow red, and they won't work. Mm-hmm. Um. So they discovered. The Ford team discovered that in the rule book, there, you could replace parts on the car. Well, instead of replacing brakes, which was not allowed, they replaced the whole like axle on each side, which had new brakes on it. So they were able to sort of find a loophole in the system. Ferrari didn't agree with it, but by rule, they they were not in the wrong, but it was a loophole. No one else had done that. So they had actually designed these whole, like, left and right side axles, front and rear, that if the brakes went out, they could literally, with a couple wing nuts, take the whole axle off and put all new axles on with with the brakes, the hubs, the whole bit on there at once.
1: I was just going to say this, though. If, if you watch current racing and you watch pit stops, you're going to look at that and go, oh, my gosh there was nobody running. They're just kind of walking in there. They're putting stuff on. He's, you know, he's taking a break. He's, you know, drinking tea. tea. They're putting gas in. (laughs) I'm like, what is going on? Do you have no sense of urgency? Yet in the beginning of the movie, you find out that they have to stand across from their cars and And they all have to run and jump in their car. That's how they start. (laughs) But yet during the pit stop, they're like, yeah, hey, what's going on, man? Good to see (laughs) you. So maybe because it was 24 hours, they didn't care.
0: I'll tell you that my favorite part of the movie uh, what I what I thought was maybe the um I I tell me if I'm wrong, Jamie. Would this be the crescendo or the the uh, the climax of the movie? Is when Henry Ford II gets into the car into the GT Forty Ford with Carol Shelby, Matt Damon, and he takes him for a ride. Mm-hmm. That part of the movie I thought was great, and I thought it was so well acted. By the actor who played Henry Ford the second. So yeah. So for
1: part of that scene, I agree with you, like the whole racing and the effects. But the whole crying part at the end was just way I, over the top. Yeah. And I was just like, mm, you could have just had it. him like put in his hand, and it would have been just as powerful. It was just I just don't think he did the crying thing very good. No, see, so I loved what, it
0: because okay. what it did is it showed this man of power who oh. always is in control of everything wound up getting himself into something that he thought he knew, but didn't felt it. And it was one of those s- spiritual moments where he thought back going, man, I wish my father could have seen this. Yeah. See, I, I think you got to like cars for, for that to, to mean anything. Cause I'm like really
1: looking at it going, Oh man, stop. It was way too long. It was just, again, it added, it added to me, way too long so i understand the sen, you know the sentimental, the, sentimental, the yeah. sentimental part of that i just looked at it from an acting standpoint and went wow we could have just done so much with a lot yeah. and there. i
0: thought i thought that it was perfectly played i thought that scene was perfectly which
2: fact checked it didn't happen
0: so again
1: what yeah yeah no
2: i, f- oh. I fact checked a couple of things it yeah. didn't uh-huh. happen oh well it didn't happen well, I, and no. listen Fake news. Yeah.
1: All right. Well,
0: you know what? I'll just uh, Jeez, sit back. Thanks for being a Debbie Downer there, Sorry. Aaron. Thank you, Aaron, <laughs> for helping I'm me. I'm neutral right now. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's, it,
1: I, I'm just saying, from a filmmaker standpoint, I get what they're trying to do. It was just over the top. So, you know, I guess when you go see it, you get to pick and choose if you like it or not. But I'm just telling you, I think you're going to watch him crying, and you're going to be with me on this and go, yeah, that's a little much. Well, the...
0: That- Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, you know what? I didn't know the story of Ken Miles. And it just, I mean, I cried a little bit at the end. I'm not going to lie. But it just, it really just tugged at you. Like when he didn't, he didn't win. And it was like, oh, man. And then
1: at the end. I thought that was a great, like I wasn't ready for that. I thought, man, of course he's going to win. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they did. But. Well, see, so that's the, that's kind of the rub of this whole thing. And it's another layer of why this story is so interesting. So. Now Ford gets what they want. They they now have a car that's going to beat Ferrari. It's a lock at this point because the Ferrari gets blown out by going too too fast, uh, too many RPMs blows out. Ken Miles is a lock for a win. He's got his other two Fords way behind him, which are run by Chris Amon and Bruce McLaren. Mm-hmm. Bruce McLaren later to to come into the McLaren. Car fame. Yep. One of the executives, I don't know his name. I'm not sure if he's even a real character real BB. Okay. So he's a real person. So Leo BB, he had it out for Ken Miles. He he didn't like the guy. I don't know what really they didn't really get into why he had such Which- a problem with him
2: he wasn't such a mean guy okay well looking so. into it but I I mean, just, his I character kinda, had to yeah, kind of yeah. be that
1: but his family's probably like Well, wait a second yeah <laughs> yeah this is ridiculous why are we villainizing <laughs> yeah, it we're so we're. <laughs> but again this is my problem with the movie so without even but knowing any of this <laughs> yeah well yeah but if you want to see that's why i said see the documentary because it, it'll be much better for you you'll understand what the real thing is what it is this was just a lot of fictionalized over-the-top play for me from the actors to the to the visual. I'm gonna yeah, that's so the yeah, real working in the dark. So
0: the real story then and I'll take the fluff of the movie out of it was that Ford wanted all three Ford GT forties that were running in that race to fin come across the finish line together as a as a marketing uh as a publicity stop. Oh,
1: and it was kind of a little bit of a thing to Ferrari as well. It, so, yeah, right. Not, so not only
0: So when they lined that up, unfortunately Due to a technicality, even though Ken Miles was clearly going to be the winner because he slowed up in order to allow that to happen, it wound up that Bruce McLaren won because when they started the race, Bruce McLaren's car was 24 feet behind Ken Miles. So therefore, even if they came in nose and nose, Bruce McLaren would be the winner because he had a 24 uh, because Ken Miles had a twenty-four mile head, twenty-four foot head start.
2: He traveled further,
0: yeah. right? Did so, he ever actually win any
1: of the races? Well, he well, won. No. He
0: won Daytona five hundred, yeah. and
1: then he won the other one. I think he won Indy. I think Indianapolis. That's what they were trying to say mm-hmm. he would have won the trifecta. Yeah, and he never got a chance to to race in another. Never one. got a
0: chance because back to the spoiler alert. Just to make sure everybody understands, we're 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 talking the movie all the way through. Ken Miles meets his demise mm-hmm. just a few months after the events of that race, testing Which, a car.
2: <laughs> I didn't know the story, but you could tell that something was happening with his son there. When well, he was again, always saying, and I was like, oh, something's yeah,
1: going right? to happen. See, again, to me, it was that you picked it out and you go, going, no, up because you got out of the car. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. he's not, I, for, first thing I thought, oh. He's doomed somewhere in this, and I thought it would probably be during the race or whatever.
0: Yeah it, yeah, it it seemed like it. They made they made you feel like somewhere in the race, I thought he was going to have a heart attack or something like that. it. Looked like he was uh, struggling somehow physically mm-hmm. in the race, but he was it's, struggling well, and, and with the did, mental decision yeah. of doing the slowdown. Yeah. Because it, in the way they showed it in the movies, he was not the team player type of guy and it was likely he was not going to go along with the publicity stunt to let all four, all 3 Fords cross the line at the same time.
1: Yeah, but he did and you know, at the you know and he realizes he doesn't win it. And then he goes right over to uh Shelby and goes, "Okay, so here's what I think we got to do in the next car." Like he didn't even care. <laughs> really? Think about it. I yeah. mean, it was it was a it was like 20 seconds of him like, "What the Okay, so we're going to I'm like, would somebody really be like that? I'd be like,
0: yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There are probably people out there that are like that. Mm-hmm. I I think about. I just think competitive race car.
1: Like, if you're in that business, you're already competitive. Like, because if you didn't care, nah, you'd buy just a Ford Mustang no, and drive I, no, around. No, I know, the, know
0: you care, but you also have suffered a lot of losses along the way. So do you? Do do you? At some point, I don't know. I I don't know. Are you okay with losing? Well. Well, I don't but, know. But it's, I or feel you just, like
2: it's about the process, too. Like, he created this
0: Well, this that See, that's what then, I think is more important, yeah. is his racing career is one thing, but the fact that he really... It was really because of him, that car. Built, he didn't mm-hmm. build that car. Yeah. He was that smart. In fact, they said, why do they call it the GT40? Because it had 40... It was like 40 inches of ground clearance or something like that it needed to have for the for the race. The problem was, is that with 40 inches... Uh, and that can't be right. Forty inches is <laughs> it would be a I think it would be a big it would be like a monster truck. Oh, if they invented. it, be, it was trucks. like forty. I don't know. Uh, yeah, millimeters whatever, or whatever something. it
1: happens to be. Um, that that big engine couldn't have done.
0: <laughs> so, so they had to come up with ways to to be able to allow the car to not have so much air drag underneath it. Um, so yeah, that's how the name the GT40 uh, came about, but. You know, after that, uh, then the race started to get won uh, by Porsche. Porsche became a big player for a long time. Audi then became a big player for a long time in winning the Le Mans. And uh, there are just a lot of really cool stories about these races. Um, You know, I think
1: it's a great time capsule of that time. You know, I, I think the one thing that they did do is I think they captured the essence of that time. Yep. Really, really well. Um, I liked the kid. I liked his his son. I thought I thought that kid did a great job. He did a
0: great. I, I, I agree. He did a wonderful job. He was so real. I probably would have, if I'd been telling that story
1: as a as a filmmaker, I would have taken it through him. Yeah, really more than than, than what they did. I kind of felt like the mother. Uh, I don't know.
2: I feel like she was just there to kind of. Play she was like there to be the
0: mom. Yeah. She was there to play the yeah. mom. Yeah, yeah, I mean she had her role and it was small, but um the, the kid played a great part. And with kids, you know, it's so that's the hardest hit and miss. Yeah, know? they always say in the business, don't
1: work with kids or animals. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've done both, and uh, it's it's not necessarily true. Sometimes you get great performances. Yeah. I I and I will say I think he did. He did a wonderful
0: job. I, I in really fact, uh, at the premiere of this movie, the, the real Peter was was at the movie pre- premiere oh wow oh yeah there's a picture of him online of being at the movie pre- i mean he's in his you know he's in his 60s or yeah. 70s now um but uh anyway so i really liked it i thought it was a great movie lob off the half hour of trailers and it would have been <laughs> even more satisfied and my raisinets were stale and my popcorn uh, had a lot of a lot of crumbs. We were <laughs> really
2: disappointed that you didn't bring the chopsticks. <laughs> I forgot.
1: We were waiting for it. We are waiting for it. And I did look over when I was getting up, and there was popcorn all over <laughs> the place. Like, I'm just like, yeah, you can't eat popcorn.
0: By the way, yeah. we walk in the theater, and there's two people sitting in our seats. How's that happen? But it's people like, never.
2: Come on. Never look at the rows. No, they never look
0: at the yeah. rows. And I <laughs> hate to be that person to be like, oh, you know, I know there's other empty seats in here, but I'm sorry you're in our seats. But we had the whole row set up for us Mm. so i didn't have a choice but it yeah
1: i in here what role were we in like h g g okay well listen it's really simple right you either go up or you go down and that's your out if it says it right on your ticket i know i think what happens is they look they got in there like yeah look nobody's sitting in the back (laughs) no it's reserved seating yeah i wish i I would hey you were nice about it i would have said hey what's going on over there did we fail did we fail preschool you don't understand what the alphabet is. I think you don't. Get out of my seat. That's what I would have said. There yeah, not in this day and but, age. But,
0: once, you know. once upon a time, I might have. Uh, you know. Oh, no. You just, you just oh. never know what you're going to run into when you're. They were like 75 year old women,
1: Mark. I don't think it was going to be a problem. Mark was concerned. about <laughs> I've been about them. beat up re- by worse. <laughs> I wouldn't admit to that. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm like, I'm like Todd. Get out of the seat. Tara, whatever your name is, move. What are you doing? There's nine of us. And why are you? We had the back row. Yeah. So why did they want to move into the back? I was a little, I was a little worried about that too. Like, what are they doing? What are they gonna do back there?
0: Well, yeah, it was like, a good movie. Carol. I really liked out it. Out there, um, I, I highly recommend it. Hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen the movie. Um, what's there else? What else? It's not there the to say listen
1: again. Let me let
0: me. This is not the worst movie I've seen. I've been very critical of it. Well, you um, walked into this movie not you. You're like, oh, Matt Damon's not an actor; he's a st- screen screenwriter. Writer. Well,
1: and I would be voicing what many people say. He surprised me. I
0: did not mind him in that role. See, I think he's been in uh, enough movies that he's done well, play played well. I think Christian Bale is one of those actors, like. Um, Oh, I can't think of his name. He he's, morphs. He's, he's, he really does he morph can, into the
1: role. My only problem with him, I think he's a great actor, is that it was muffled. There was many moments in the filmmaking moment where what he was trying to say, you really had to... I yeah.
0: didn't want to have to work yeah, yeah, it wasn't easy to hear him. It wasn't easy to understand what he was saying in the movie. But he has played in some really great roles and has done a, a very good job. And I thought he
1: was great as Batman. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I liked him as Batman, too. Right. Did you I ever
0: see like- was an American psycho... It was like his first movie. I didn't see that. But. Yeah, well, he's a uh, like a crazy person in that movie. I no, think. I
1: listen. I, I I thought he was great. I thought the rest of the cast was you know
0: was was
1: solid and good. I thought the guy that played Lee Iacocca was great. Yeah. Um, but there was just over the top moments. <laughs> Aaron's, no, you didn't like.
2: The <laughs> story for later.
0: <laughs> yeah, she just doesn't like. She just doesn't like that character. That actor. That actor. You don't like not, him at all. No. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> so um anyway, besides that, I would I would give it two thumbs up from my hands. Aaron, what do you do?
2: I would give it I would give it a two thumbs up.
1: I don't know if I'd give it any thumbs up, but on a scale of zero <laughs> Jamie's
0: giving it two middle fingers. Two middle Come fingers. On, that's a little no, harsh, man. No, not at all. I think um
1: <laughs> listen to me it's probably a four or five out of ten. So probably like one thumb up. Wow,
0: four or five—it's that low on your scale? Yeah.
1: Oof. Listen, man, there's so many great movies that have been made. That—that's what I have to go. You know, the, it's always about I got to base it against something. So well, there was never a, like if this was the only movie I've ever seen in my life, I'd go, "Wow, that's pretty. That's a spectacular thing." However, I've seen so many. Movies well, I'm in gonna. My life. We need. We need to
0: have a. We need to have a look into the jamie's mind so we need to for a for barometer purposes give us one give us a movie that you think is a phenomenal movie and then give us a movie that you think is a terrible movie okay so a phenomenal movie yeah wizard of oz okay i I mean i can't argue with that
1: okay um horrible movie which one of
0: the last Star Wars movies would you like in to name? <laughs> Which, by the way, like they're talking about the 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 next Star Wars movie that's coming out. No, oh, no, they're going to do like three more. Like was stop. supposed to be awful. They they test so, screened it. It didn't do well at all. They had to call George Lucas in the the guru. Oh, well, and, to and he, and try and correct it, he's made a mess up a few of them to himself. to kind of right the wrong. So so Jeez. so
1: when you think of like great film franchises and things like that, like I look at like. Uh, jared Tolkien's you look at lord of the rings you look at the storytelling that goes on in that and this isn't one of those so yeah i just think there's a lot of really great movies and this one was 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 good to watch i, I mean, walked away I from
0: this movie wanting to go home and build a car right away so
2: i walked away from it wanting to speed home
0: yeah i, 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 I wanted to, <laughs> so you took it from the race car I side did, I, I took it like, from
2: the car building man. side
1: well oh, i was on 490 i was killing it yeah, I, and I was like yeah and I was speaking in a cockney accident, and I was No, I um, I wanted to go home and go to sleep. And I actually was just concerned more concerned about my back after sitting in it. Like I gotta be honest, if it was maybe my experience was based on that horrible chair I sat in. I don't know. But it well, was I, I didn't so listen, if if you like cars, I really do think and, and you like that history, I would definitely go see it. Absolutely.
0: What's your what would you say is your favorite movie, Aaron?
2: My favorite movie is The Departed or Boondock Saints. Mm. Departed, but that's I another think I've movie I've seen with Matt it, Damon. but it never really. Yeah,
0: I never that, really got me.
1: I think she just likes Matt Damon.
2: No.
0: Oh, he's in that, right? I just yeah. like those. So is Mark Wahlberg, right? I do I'm,
2: like Mark Wahlberg. I do
0: like. And, and there's another guy that I'm thinking every woman likes Mark Wahlberg Marky, Mark because of the Funky Bunch. Yep. Fifty years ago, he did a Calvin Klein commercial. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I kind of put him in the same <laughs> as with Matt Damon. I just don't he's not believable to me in characters. So my favorite movie is
0: <laughs> Vacation with Chevy Chase. So, I so there you qualify. go. So there's what he is
1: he's he's put he's pitching this up against. So yeah, compared to that movie, <laughs> this is probably an Academy Award winner, Mark. You're probably right.
0: No, I mean, like, you know, I think I think Rain Man was a great movie. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so
1: I, yeah, so compared to Rain Man who won all kinds of awards. And not to stay on
0: a a Tom Cruise theme, but I also think Top Gun was a fantastic movie.
2: I think it was a good movie.
0: Where's the
1: crickets? (laughs) I think it was a good movie. Again, Tom Cruise, one of those other...
0: We keep going into these actors who I'm thinking... So I I won't tell you a go-to I have, and that is if you... Oh, the
1: music's almost over. If you remember when it ends, we're done. If you get Mark. a
0: new sound system or you want to test out the sound system in your house, you need to play the first five minutes of Top Gun. That whole beginning sequence of Danger Zone, with the with the planes going up. Oh, it's and when you, awesome. And when you
1: have seven point one in your house, it's like phenomenal. I do,
0: it is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Right oh, it's not. It's not done yet. <laughs> it's, not
2: the end. it's coming though. So close.
0: Oh, we're so close. So Listen, everybody. This is the grease and glamour podcast. We have some exciting shows coming up. Some great, riveting guests. It's going to send us into a whole new platform for the for our podcast. We are sponsored by MoTool lubricants. Uh, we were out at the SEMA show last week. We'll be talking about that next time. Uh, I'm Mark. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jay.